We thank you, our God and King, for mercy. We thank you for honor. We thank you for your goodness. We give you the praise and honor for letting our eyes see another day with you. O sovereign Lord, be thou exalted. Be thou exalted, O God, be thou exalted. O sovereign Lord, we worship you, 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 we exalt and magnify your name, O God. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for us this day. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Shall we lift up our voices together tonight and just start thanking the Lord for the grace and the privilege has given to us to see yet another day. Another Bible study together. Father, we exalt your name. We magnify thee. We praise you, O Lord our God. For your mercy, we thank you for your honor. We thank you for your power. Let's thank the Father for the ordination of Christ. He says, so also did not Christ, so Christ also did not take upon himself the glory of becoming a high priest. But God said to him, you are my son today. I become your father. Let us thank the Father in heaven for choosing Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let us thank the Lord Jesus for laying down his life for us. He says during the days of Jesus on life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with a loud cry to he was able to save from death. Um, he, he was hard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Let's thank the Lord Jesus for living an exemplary life so that we can follow. We can have a template to follow. We will all have been doomed if we don't have a template of Christ. He has become the center focus of us. As uh, we read in the book of Hebrews 3 yesterday, one, that looking up to Jesus, he is the author and the finisher of our faith, we have someone to look up to who has shared in our humanity and who have been tempted as a man like us who understand the position that we are. Our God and King, we exalt you. We bless and magnify your holy name. We give you the glory and honor and praise. Thank you for everything. Thank God for his care and mercy over you today. Now the day is over. This day is going. And in a few hours' time, it will be gone. It's gone already in some parts of the world. We are there in the next day. And let's give God praise. Who has sustained us this day. The one who has kept his covenant of protection over us. The one who has kept the covenant of mercy over us. Father, we bless you. The one who has given us voice to speak. The one who has given us grace to know him. Why don't we give him praise and honor and glory? Our God and King, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify thee. We thank you for the success of today. We thank you for your grace that you have shown today. Our God and our Redeemer, we bless your holy name. We exalt you, O God. We exalt you, O God. Thank you for the obedience we can learn through you, even to the Father. Lord Jesus, be exalted. We glorify your name. We bless you. We magnify thee. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the unction you've given to us. Let's thank God for the Holy Spirit. As we go into the word of God today, that the Holy Spirit will teach us. We open ourselves to learn new things from God. Let us thank God for the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. Let's ask for the spirit of insight, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of sound mind. That we may understand spiritual things. So that we can apply all that God is giving us today to our personal life. This we ask and thank you is done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen and amen. Well, you are very welcome today. We are looking at the book of Job. 
27. Um, if we can, we'll go, we'll go uh, end up in 28. But before that time, we'll be having a reflection on chapter 25 and chapter 26 of Job. And I hand over to Pastor Tyler to please get us those who have been prepared for the reflection. Thank you. Thank you very much, Apostle. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bible study once again. I'd like to invite uh, Brother Stephen to start us off tonight. My contribution will be focused on Job chapter 25, verse 2, which reads, Dominion and all belong to God. He establishes order in the heights of heaven. What I learned from this verse is that it's important that we reverence God. Because this scripture and this chapter really focus on the wonders of God, how God is above what we can, above all that we can, God can do more than what we can ask or imagine. So it's very important that we should revere and our, our, Reverence to God is determined by our knowledge of God because we can't truly revere and understand who God really is without studying his word. Also highlighting the fact that we need to study him in order to study the word of God in order to know more about God. So that the higher and the more knowledge of the word we have, the better able we will be, the better we will be at revering him. And our concept of God determines how we treat him in the sense that if we think God is just this loving father who will ignore everything we do, it will think that we can just be careless, whereas that's not the case. Though God is a loving father, he's a God of holiness, a God of justice and righteousness. It's a very important we have a com- more, it's very important that we don't take the grace of God for granted, but we remain in awe and reverence to him. Finally, it's very important that we don't take um, these prayer meetings, these services for granted because God is here and God is present. We shouldn't take him lightly. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I'd like to invite... Good evening, I'm going to be taking my scriptures from Job chapter 25, verse 3 and 4. It says, Can his forces be numbered? On whom does his light not rise? How then can a mortal be righteous before God? As we know, this was Bildad's response to um, Job's plea in chapter 24. Just a recap, in Job chapter 24, Job did not understand the reason why the wicked go and punish and the innocent deprive from justice. As we know, this is not the case. However, in this chapter, we see that Bildad felt that Job did not have the right to question God. He did not have the right to, to set his plea before God. After all, he was a mere mortal. After all, he was only but a sinner. God is sovereign. And Bildad believed that Job did not have this right to present his case. However, what Bildad failed to understand is that God himself described Job as righteous. And two, not only did God describe Job as righteous, but God is the epitome of a reasonable man. In Isaiah verse, sorry, in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, it says, Come, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your, skins are, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. 
Though they are red as crimson, they will be like wool. So therefore, God is a reasonable man. God wants us to present our case, cases before him. And just like Job did, God wants this from us. So there are three key things that I learned from chapter 25. The first one is that God is sovereign. And yes, we must read God as Reverend Omar taught us um, last week. And also as Apostle has been telling us throughout this week, God is sovereign. Two, it's okay to say, I don't know the answers to certain things. If your friend presents his case before you, it's okay to say, I don't know. And the third is that God is a reasonable man. God doesn't, God not just only wants us the righteous to present his case before him. He also wants the unrighteous to present his case before him. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to invite Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Job 25 verse 6, which says, How much less a mortal who is but a maggot, a human being who is only a worm, which is buttressed by Psalm 144 verse 3, which says, Lord, what are human beings that you care for them? Mere mortals that you think of them. They are like a breath, their days like a fleeting shadow. Here Bildad, one of Job's true friends, proclaimed once again that God was omnipotent and that mankind was like nothing more than a worm comparative to his great power. As the psalmist emphatically put it, we are like a breath compared to the awesome power of the God that we serve. As we all know, Jesus himself was the human incarnation of God, a deity in bodily form. But because of his unconditional agape love for us, he became like a maggot. He took the fall for us and bore us in, so much so that on the cross, the father turned his face away from him. He became, as he called himself frequently, a son of man. Deuteronomy 21 verse 23 says, You must not leave the body hanging on the pole overnight. Be sure to bury it that same day, because anyone who is hung on a pole is under God's curse. To the Israelites, being hung on a cross was the absolute worst way to die, because it was capital punishment, and anyone who died this way was thought to have been cursed by God himself. Though Jesus could have summoned up, armies and legions of angels to defend him from this terrible fate. He willingly allowed himself to be captured, beaten, tortured and crucified, and took the curse of mankind upon himself by being hung on Calvary tree, so that we wouldn't have to. As Galatians 3 verse 13 tells us, we are redeemed from the curse of the Lord by the work of Jesus on the cross for us. And so, the next time we find ourselves facing trials and tribulations for the sake of the gospel, and Jesus promised us that they will come, we no longer have to fear that God wants to curse us. He wants to bless us, no, not because of who we are or what we have done, but because of what Christ has done on our behalf. We can rest assured that the curse of sin and death has no power over us anymore. And having rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, Jesus himself is with us in our boats. Amen. Amen. Take a nice please. Praise the Lord. My contributions are on Job 26. Verse 7, God's transcendent power, which is beyond all physical laws, is described by Job in Job 26. Several things came into my mind, and my full admiration was particularly on verse 7, when Reverend Omar taught us in this chapter, that God hangs the earth upon nothing really stood out to me, and I appreciated God's majesty, greatness, the magnificent works of the fingers of our God, and his absolute power the more. God made something out of nothing. Let us just visualize this for a moment. Yes, God created the heavens, 
the earth and everything out of emptiness. More also, the earth is suspended on nothing and without any support. Amazingly, the earth is still where it is up to today, with nothing to hold on to. Read Genesis 1, 1 to 27, Psalm 104, 1 to 31, John 1, 1 to 5, and Colossians 1, 16 to 19. As mommy said, science is still struggling with this. It is only our Lord God that can create all these things by his almighty power and for his glory. We should continue to exalt God in whatever situation because everything is under his control, be it our prayers and intercessions for those who are sick in whatever form. He is the divine healer, restorer and God of creative miracles. Whilst praying for people who are yet outside God's kingdom, or prodigal children and adults, is the God of all love, grace, salvation, redemption. Indeed, our prayers shall be answered. Concluding, we should continually exhort and think of the works of God, obey and have faith in all His word, and know that His infinite power is able to do all things. Whatever seems impossible with man is absolutely possible with God. Our sovereign God that restored Job with much more will bring peace, restore healing, joy, spiritual and financial blessings to this nation and the whole world. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. Amen. I'd like to invite Pastor Debbie, please. Hallelujah. My contribution is from Job chapter 26, verse 14. It says, and these are for the outer fringe of his works. How faint the whisper we hear of him. Who then can understand the thunder of his power? So after Job has given a detailed account of the greatness of God in creation from Job chapter 26 from verses 7 to 13, he concluded by admitting that no one can sum up the full working of his power. The workings of God's power is endless and beyond man's comprehension. Who can understand it? There is no searching to his greatness. When we think we've discovered something new about him, behold, another mystery emerges. His ways pass finding out. Apostle Paul says, now I know in part, then I shall fully know. Even as I am fully known. What we think we know about God is less than a grain of sand compared to what he, he actually is. So the lesson that I learned from here, from this um, passage, is that one, we must be humbled. We have not yet arrived in regards to our knowledge of God until we get to heaven. Let's approach God like we know nothing, but willing to learn that he's having a teachable spirit. And secondly, we need to refer God. Approach God with reverence. Let's put him always in his rightful place. He is God. As mom concluded two weeks ago, that we should stand in awe of him at all times. My scriptural references are Psalm 145, verse 3, which we all read every day. Romans 11:33 and 1 Corinthians 13, 9 to 10. God bless. Thank you very much, Pastor. I'd like to hand back over to Apostle, sir. Yes, you are very welcome to tonight um, with, with the Lord Jesus. I will 
We'll invite um, Reverend Omar to take over straight away from here. We'll be looking into the book of Job, chapter uh, 27 and 28. Reverend Omar, please. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his presence again tonight. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It says, my feet shall stand within your gates, O Jerusalem. I want to thank God for tonight that our feet are standing or sitting, you know, within the gates of God tonight. And I really want to comment on those of us that have been contributing. May the Lord bless us and keep us strong in him to the end in the name of Jesus. Tonight we are looking into the book of Job, chapter 27 and uh, chapter 28. Job 27, trying to get my... Yes. Hallelujah. I read from the NIV. And Job continued his discourse. As surely as God lives, who has denied me justice? Is it true? I want you to put like a question mark there. Has God denied Job justice? The Almighty who has made me taste bitterness of soul? Is it God? As long as I have as I have life within me, this is Job after these two challenge challenges. He said, as long as I, have, as I have life within me, the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness, and my tongue will utter no deceit. I want you to mark those two words, these words of Job from that verse 4. He said, I will never admit you are in the right till I die. I will not deny my integrity. When he was referring to his friends, I will maintain or maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. My enemies be like the wicked, my adversary like the unjust. For what hope has the godless when he is cut off? These are the faith of the, weak, uh, of, of, of the wicked ones that God is trying to make reference to. You know, we have been looking so much about the life of the wicked man, wicked, 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 from that chapter 20. And we can see more about the wicked as we continue from this verse 7. He said, may my enemies be like the wicked, my adversaries like the unjust. For what hope has the godless when he's cut off? He will not be godless in Jesus' name. When God takes away his life, does God listen to his cry? When distress comes upon him, will he find delight in the Almighty? Will he call upon God at all times? I will teach you about the power of God. The ways of the Almighty I will not conceal. You have all seen this yourselves. Why then this meaningless talk? Here is the faith God allots to the wicked. 13 continues to speak about the faith of the wicked. The heritage the worthless man received from the Almighty. 
However many his children, their faith is a sword, the user. That is the end of the wicked. May you not be wicked in the name of Jesus. His offspring will never have enough to eat. Starvation for the wicked. So that let us watch our ways and not tread the path of the wicked. The plague will bury those who survive him, and their widows will not weep for them. Part of the wicked, uh, uh, end of the wicked. Though he heaps up silver like dust and clothes like piles of clay, what he lays up, the righteous will wear. Talking about the treasures of darkness, according to Isaiah and the 45, and the riches that are stored in secret places, the what he lays up, what the wicked lays up, the righteous will wear. And the innocent will divide his silver. The house he builds is like a moth cocoon, like a hut made by a watchman. He lies down wealthy, but will do so no more. The end of the wicked he will not take to that path. When he opens his eyes, all is gone. Terrors overtake him like a flood. A tempest snatches him away in the night. The east wind carries him off, and he's gone. It sweeps him out of his place. It hurls itself against him without mercy as he flees headlong from his power. The end of the wicked, it claps its hands in derision and pleases him out of his place. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. That takes us to Job 20, chapter 28. This is, this is a mind for silver. Job talking about the speaks of the wisdom and the speaks uh, of wisdom and understanding. He said there is a mind for silver. I love this Job 28 so much because it describes both man's wisdom and God's own wisdom. He said there is a mind for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is melted from all. Man puts an end to the darkness. He searches the farthest recesses for all in the blackest darkness. Far from where people dwell, he cuts a shaft. This is part of the wisdom that God has given to man. Glorifying us with the beauty, those of you that have listened to my message on this Job uh, uh, 28. Far from where people dwell, he cuts a shaft. That is a great wisdom. Yes, you still going to say it say towards him. In places forgotten by the foot of man, even man cannot even get there. Far from men, he dangles and sways. Can see the risk because of the wisdom that God has given to man. All this channel and everything that we go through, it's not easy to, to get them through. Those of us that are living in England, we talked about the, what do you call this train, train again? That uh, tube, we call it tube. It's not as easy to dig through those tubes for the train to go through. He said, the earth from which food comes is transformed below as by fire. The pears come from its rock. All these beautiful jewels and everything that we have is, is, is through the wisdom that God has given to man. And it does contain nuggets of gold. 
No birds of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eyes have seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it. No birds, no lion can, can, can go through all these things. The, 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 the tunnels are man a dog. Man's hand assaults the flint, uh, flinty rock and lays there the, the roots of the mountains. He tunnels through the rock. I want you to mark that verse 10. Man tunnels through the rock. His eyes see all its treasures. He searches the source of the rivers and brings hidden things to light. You can see how man will just go, they just dive to the bottom of the river. There they, they go the sea corals and all these things, the fishes and beautiful things down there. He searches the source of the river and brings hidden things to light. But where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? Man does not comprehend his worth. He cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. The sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be brought, cannot be bought with finest gold, nor can its price be great in silver. Proverbs talks about all this. Proverbs chapter 1, Proverbs chapter 8, and so on and so forth. Proverbs chapter 4 talks about all the talks about wisdom. It cannot be bought with the gold of offer, with precious ounce of sapphire. Neither gold nor crystals can compare with it, nor can it be hard for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. The topaz of Kush, that is the topaz of Egypt, as one of their precious stones, cannot compare with it. It cannot be bought with pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? I want you to mark that verse 20. It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds of the air. Destruction and death says, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where he dwells. For he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heaven. It's only God that understands wisdom. Therefore, we must ask for God's own wisdom. When he established the force of the winds, I want you to mark from that verse 25. Because wisdom, God's own wisdom, is being described from that verse. He says, let's look at what he says, For he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. That is God's great wisdom. So when you establish the force of the winds and measure out the waters, all these are still the wisdom of God. When he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm through the wisdom of God. Then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirms it and tested it. And he said to man, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. And to shun evil is understanding. May the Lord bless the reading of his only words tonight. As we go to the explanation of uh, from chapter 27. In that chapter 27, 
21 to 23. Job maintains his integrity and says no to compromise. That is all what this chapter 27 is referring to. Knowing fully well that there is no peace for the wicked. When you look at uh, chapter 20 as well, because this chapter 27 talks more about the wicked. Chapter 20 also talks about the faith of the wicked. In spite of all that Job was going through, abused by his friends, all sorts of words by his friends, neglected and was left alone. Though in the beginning he was saying that, uh, asking God that God has put him in this situation, which I think it must be because of the pain he was going through, but later he came back to his uh, mind again. In spite of all that Job was going through, he resolved to maintain his integrity to the end. And that is what that verse 6, but from verse 2, he said a lot of things. But in that verse 6, he said, I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. Despite all this going through, this Job's world should be something that we must hold on to. Despite all that Job was going through at that time, he said, look, I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. May God help us to maintain our righteousness and not let go of it. Say, my conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. Job determined to remain faithful to God in whatever situation he has found himself. Let it also be us. In whatever situation that we find ourselves, let us remain faithful to God. And the Lord Almighty will guide us through. In that chapter 27, verse 2 to 4, he says, As surely as God lives, you have denied me justice. I think because of pain, Job was saying all this. The Almighty who has made me taste bitterness of soul. Yes, he allowed Satan to try him, but he didn't. He, he also gave Satan caution from chapter 1. If you go back to chapter 1 to read it. But these are words of, of Job from that. Look at Job's word from that verse 3. He says, As long as I have life within me, the breath of God in my nostrils. As long as we have life within us, as long as we have the breath of God in our nostrils, let us abide with this Job's word and relate it should we be passing through times and situations. said, my lips should not speak wickedness. My tongue will utter no deceit. Let it be our own mark as well so that we'll be able to follow this good lifestyle of Job. Despite what he was going through, he maintained that the breath of God said, as long as I have life within me, and the breath of God in his nostril, he said his lips will not speak wickedness. There are many people that are going through times and situations when they are going through it, their lips speak wickedness. Yet, we might be Christian, we are the believers, but we, 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 apart from questioning God, we say a lot of things about God, we deny God. May these Job words encourage us in our going through. He says, my lips will not speak wickedness. And my tongue will utter no deceit. So when they are going through, that's the time that they lie. That's the time that they give false 
uh, 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 tour and everything just to take them through what they're going through. But that will not help. So look at another thing that Job said. He said, I will never admit you are in the right till I die. I will not deny my integrity. That was making reference to his friends. No, you can say anything you want to say. But all what you are saying, I will not admit them. But all that I will do is that I will not deny my integrity. Remember, in that Job chapter 1, you mentioned about who Job was. Characteristics of Job. An upright man. A man that stood before God. A lover of God. A man that was a priest in his household. That is who Job was. But then he said, no, no matter what I'm going through with my friends, no matter what people are saying about me, you know, sometimes people say bad, bad things about you. They don't know you. It's only people that are close to you that know you. Some are close to you and they still say loads and loads of difficult things about you. Just because they want to push you down or pull you down or make you to be useless before people. They will talk, 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 but you are not hearing them. You know, but don't they decide not to, to neglect all what his friends were saying. That he was a bad person. He decided to neglect what they were saying. I just want to go back to it because my hands are actually pushing backwards. Let me quickly go to Job 27. Or went to 25. So Job denied all what his friends were saying. And he said, as far as I'm concerned, I will make sure that I do not deny my integrity. Can you see yourself in Job's situation and be able to say such a thing? We will not deny our integrity. I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. Can you say that when you are going through times of situation? He said, my conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. He made up his mind to remain faithful to him. Can I encourage us this evening that we must make up our mind to remain faithful to God, no matter what we are going through. In whatever situation we found ourselves, let us make sure that we remain faithful. I made reference to the book of Daniel chapter 3, 16 to 18. It talks about the uh, Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel and his uh, colleagues. Says Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, <laughs> the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your God with a small letter G or worship the image of gold you have set up. Can we stand like these people stood even in times of uh, problem? Can I encourage you your tragedy or your situation that might be going to return to triumph in Jesus' name? Can you be in this path? But let us keep faithful. Keep on being faithful. Job's friends continued to stand by their words that Job was suffering because of the evil he had done. Job's response was that it was not true. He confirmed that he was an upright and innocent man 
who walked uprightly before God. Now you can see that Job 27, 5 to 6. I will never admit you are in the right till I die. Can we, can we say such a thing in the midst of adversity? I will not deny my integrity. These are powerful words. As believers in Christ, I don't know what we might go through in the future or maybe what we are going through now. Let us remain faithful. That is the word. Job said, he will never admit that what his friends were saying till he died, telling him that he's not upright, what he knows that he is or he was. He's saying that he will not agree to all his friends' talk, but he will, he will not deny his integrity. We are called as people of integrity from the time that we are delivered from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. We become people of integrity. Let us not deny our integrity, but let us stand firm in God. Verse 6 of that 27 says, Job said, I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. Can you maintain your righteousness and never let go of it? My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. We cannot afford to compromise our faith, no matter how hard the situation of our life might be. Job referenced the faith of the wicked. From there, I started to talk about the, 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 the faith of the wicked, how the wicked will perish. What are the things that will happen to anyone that is wicked? I think this should guide our path. You know, when I, when I come to referencing about the attitude or lifestyle or the end of the wicked, it really touched my soul. We cannot afford to live a wicked life. Psalm 145, thank God, say, but the wicked I will destroy. The wicked will definitely perish. God himself will deal with the wicked. What are the wicked attitudes that we, that, that we follow, that we do in our lives? The path of the wicked is not straight. The path of the wicked is, is, is bad and their end is doomed. They will not follow this path because those that are talking about the path of the wicked here. He referenced the faith of the wicked, the godless and the wicked has seen in this chapter. Then you see from that uh, 27, after Job has really spoken about himself, from that verses 1 to, 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 to 6, talk about his integrity, talks about his faithfulness, talk about his uprightness, and talks about how nobody can shake him from this path of God that he has, uh, that he has taken. In the like, chapter 27, 7 to 10, and 13 to 23, it says, pointing out the faith of the wicked. May my enemies be like the wicked. Job wish his enemy be like the wicked. That was his wish. My adversaries, those who rise up against the innocent, these are the adversaries. May they be like the unjust. For what hope has the godless in that verse 8? When he's cut off, any godless person, also likened to the wicked person, they will be cut off when God takes away his life. They will not be like the wicked. The wicked cannot inherit the kingdom of God except they repent. Does God listen to his cry? When distress comes upon him, this rest comes upon the, the, the wicked according to the verse 9. God does not listen to the cry of the wicked. 
except the wicked that is genuine. Because he said he's just, he's faithful and just. If he repents, he's faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. According to that book of James. He said, by uh, John, uh, John, first uh, John or so. Verse 10 says, Will he find a delight in the Almighty? Will he call upon God at all times? The wicked will not find delight in God Almighty. Job 27, from verse 13 to 23. They're talking about the faith of the wicked. He said, Here is the faith God allowed to the wicked. Stands on it more. The heritage a ruthless man received from the Almighty. However, many his children, their faith is the sword. This death shall be the, even the end of the children of the wicked. His offering, offerings will never have enough to eat. Farming, the faith of the wicked. Because the wicked person, people that keep on stealing, doing wrong, wrong things, said his offspring will never have enough to eat. They will not tread the path of the wicked. Now in verse that verse, you see, see he said, the plague will bury those who survive him, and their widows will not eat for them. These are the things that will happen to the wicked. They will not tread this path. Though he heaps up silver like dust, and clothes, like piles of clay. What he lays up, the righteous will wear. I was making mention of that. That is the, the treasures of darkness and the riches that are stored in secret places. Referencing to Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 3. Say so what he lays up, what the wicked lays up, the righteous will wear. The innocent will divide his silver. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. He said the house he builds is like a moth cocoon. That house will be destroyed because there is no light in such house. Like a hut made by a watchman. There is no strength in such house because they built it on other people's uh, expenses. He lies down wealthy. That is the wicked. But will do so no more. <laughs> When he opens his eyes, all is gone. That is the end of the wicked. So this is the end of Solomon Gandhi. Born on Monday, married on Tuesday, married on Wednesday. I don't know whether we see it, because these are the rhymes, not three rhymes that you have been told. At the end of that rhyme, he said, this is the end of Solomon Gandhi. It that not be our end. People that get it so fast, 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 fast. Following the path of the wicked. Terrors overtake him like a flood. The tempest snatches him away in the night. The east wind carries him off and is gone. It sweeps him out of his place. It hauls itself against him without mercy as he flees headlong from his power. It clasps his hands in derision. And he sees him out of his place. I put here a note. Living a godless and sin sinful life may look appealing to many people. They are getting it fast. Fast. 
wicked people, kill people to, 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 to acquire wealth, do a lot of wrong things to get, to, to get their belongings. Wicked people, they can kill without wasting time. So they're living a godless, the wicked people live godless and simple life. Let this not be appealing to us. This might be appealing to many people. Ah, what are they doing? I need money. Money, money. One money at all cost. You don't know whether they're killing people to get that money. You just want that money. So living a godless life and sinful life, these are my notes, may look appealing to many people. What am I doing? They're riding big, big cars. I want to ride big cars. You don't know whether they're stealing people's credit card to do all these things. But it is a hopeless life with very dangerous consequences. These are just the part of the wicked. They do things fast, 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 fast. And it's like, oh, before you know it, they build a castle. And they used to want to build a castle. Before you know it, they've done this. They're riding limousine. You used to want to ride limousine. Before you know it, they are doing this. And you used to want to do the same thing. <laughs> it's a godless and sinful life. Let it not look appealing to us. But it is a hopeless life with very dangerous consequences. We cannot compromise our faith in Christ by allowing the glamour that is what is attractive, what is attractive and entice some certain people, which is the glamour of the wicked, to entice us. And then we cannot afford to compromise our faith because of this glamour. Let us look again at the end of faith of the wicked, as outlined by Job. In verse by Job in chapter 27, 7 to 10, 13 to 23. When you get home, relax on this. Read more about it. You younger ones that are coming up, your parents want you to go to school, your parents want you to learn, but you are thinking of one business or the other. People are luring you into doing various types of things instead of you learning and reading hard so that you can get through gradually. Slow and steady with the race. Cannot afford to do grand, 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 grand. And then get into confusion or problem. Many are in prison today. Because they follow the path of the wicked. They will follow the path of God. Let this Job's words help us regarding the wicked. Especially this 27, 7 to 10 and 13 to 23. They should also guide us not to walk or tread the path of the wicked. We do not tread the path of the wicked in Jesus' name. That ends chapter 27. Takes us to chapter 28, 1 to 28. That talks about the source of godly wisdom. After this uh, reading today, you follow the path of godly wisdom. Amen. We cannot overemphasize the need for godly wisdom in our lives. We need godly wisdom to guide us in everything that we do. Once we get to that age of maturity, we begin to learn. There's a word that came to me today, mentor. We begin to learn from our mentor, people that we look up onto. We begin to learn from them. And then we'll be able to do the right thing. We don't learn from bad mentors. We learn from people that are really standing in God, moving in God, doing things in God. We don't want to copy bad people. We don't want to copy wicked people. 
You cannot overemphasize it. The need for godly wisdom, especially in our generation today. You cannot overemphasize it. I pray that every one of us, people that are before us, people that are behind us, people that are coming after us, we seek after godly wisdom. When you have godly wisdom, then you can build your home. When the rain comes, it cannot be destroyed because you are standing upon Jesus, the wisdom of God. The Bible makes it clear that we need wisdom to live successful lives that glorifies God. That you can see in Proverbs chapter 1, 7. Proverbs chapter 4, which I'm able to mark down here, 5 to 7. Proverbs chapter 8, 35 and 36. Proverbs chapter 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. They will not be fools. You may not be fools, you know, or a fool as individual to reject or despise the wisdom that Job is giving to us today. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 to 9 says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom. God's words are wisdom of God. And she will protect you. Wisdom here is personified. He says she will protect you. The book of First Corinthians chapter 124, it says Jesus is the wisdom of God. When we have Jesus, Jesus will protect us. Jesus will love us. And she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore get wisdom, verse 7 of that chapter 4 of Proverbs. Though it costs all you have, get wisdom. It will cost you everything that you have. Once you have it, you make life easy for you. Esteem her. And she will exalt you. Embrace her. Embrace Jesus. And she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace on your head. Wisdom is personified here. As a woman... She will set a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. When you get wisdom, you'll be glorified. Proverbs chapter 8, 35 to 36. Say, for whoever finds me, finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me, arms himself. All who hate me, love just. So can I say love wisdom tonight? Don't hate wisdom. If you hate wisdom, you don't allow Jesus into your life, then you are loving death. Satan will take you through the path of unrighteousness for Satan's name's sake. So let us choose to have wisdom tonight. However, some people hold different opinions on the source of true wisdom. Some believe that wisdom comes from observation, and experience of life. These are believers, some people. Some think that wisdom is inherent in traditions, while others believe that wisdom is the exclusive reserve of philosophers, the age, and the leaders of society. These are the beliefs of some people. But the big question, about, according to verse 12 and 28, what is that big question? When you read that 28, 12 and 12, verses 20 
and 12 and 20. He said, where can we find true wisdom then? We have been hearing about what wisdom can do, who is wisdom, and uh, how can wisdom affect our lives positively, and all the rest of that. So in that verse 12, he talks that where can we then find the true wisdom? God's wisdom is beyond man's reach, which is different from man's wisdom, as referenced in James 13, in James chapter 3, verse 13 to uh, 17. After this, you go home and read about uh, uh, this wisdom that is referenced in the book of James. But to crown it all, when you go to that cha the, the, the chapter, Job chapter 28, 25 to 28, he said, he explained it more. Man's wisdom is in comparison to God's wisdom. That is, man's wisdom is limited. And you can see it from that verse, uh, 20, uh, 28, uh, verse 1 of uh, chapter 28 to 14. He began to talk about how man will struggle in many things. The wisdom that God has given to man, God just let that part of wisdom to give to man. He said, man will turn out. Man has to work so hard to go through the earth. What is a grace? And it's a wisdom. To go and find things. Man has to dig. They have to do great work. They have to discover. They have to work hard. But God's wisdom is so simple. You only need to fear in Him. Hallelujah. He said, Job has explained it more in that Job 25, uh, uh, 28, 25 to, uh, uh, to 28. In that 28, 28, I just bring it for before I crown it, uh, before I end it, I end it. He said, and he said to man, the fear of God, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. Wisdom is so simple. God's wisdom is simple. But man's own wisdom, you have to work hard for it. Thank God, because it's God that gave us that part of wisdom. But to crown it all, it is God's own wisdom. That we need. God's wisdom is beyond man's reach. Godly wisdom is different from man's wisdom. James 3 13 to 17. What does James chapter 3, verse 13 to 17 say? Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life. Let him show it by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you have a bitter, envy, and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. Such wisdom is of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. This is God's wisdom. It crowns it up with God's wisdom. But earthly wisdom, sometimes you go into selfish ambition, go into all these evil, evil things. And we also go into good things. But God's wisdom is the one that crowns it all. God's wisdom is far more precious and valuable than all precious metals and cannot be bought with money. 
what man finds from the earth, turned from the earth can be found with can be bought with money. But God's wisdom cannot be bought with money or anything that the world can offer. That's what 15 to 17 explains in the verses 15 to 17 of that 28. Note verse 23 to 28. What the Bible says, not what the Bible says on how to obtain godly wisdom. If you have read uh, the fear of God, that uh, we have read in Proverbs 1 7 and uh, Proverbs 9 10. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. This verse explains how we can be wise. Referencing Job 1, we must respect or fear God and refuse to do evil, that is shun evil. In the land of Uz or Oz, there lived a man whose name was Job, Job 1, 1 to 3. This man was blameless, upright, feared or respected, uh, respect God, feared or respect God, and shown or refused to do evil. So we have heard about Job, the man of great wisdom. Verse 28 of that Job 28 is very, very important. So this is a very important verse. It explains how we can be wise like Job. Job 1, 1 that I've just read to us, you must respect God if you want to be wise and have great wisdom. And we must refuse to do or we must shun evil. Refuse to do evil things. I've read to you uh, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct our path. If we respect God, he will teach us. He will show us how to please him. Then we shall learn to be his people. God wants us to be his people. And we'll be able to respect him. We'll be able to obey his command. That is part of wisdom. And we refuse to do evil. When we make mistake, he says he's ready. We make mistake and we confess our sins. He says he's able and just to forgive us all our iniquity. John 1, 1 John 1, 1 9. So can I advise us tonight that we should choose the path of wisdom. Wisdom is supreme. We have God's own wisdom. We have man's wisdom. Let us follow God's own wisdom, which is the supreme wisdom. Fearing God, respecting God, putting, putting God in his right place in our lives. Then he'll be able to direct us in what we are saying. Job tried to show us wisdom in this chapter. Let us go back to the chapter and let us read more about what Job says. In that verse 17 of James chapter 3, I want us to mark that as well. When Job make reference to God's wisdom. Say, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. God's wisdom is pure. God's wisdom is peace-loving. God's wisdom is considerate. God's wisdom is submissive. It's full of mercy and good fruits. God's wisdom does not make you keep malice. God's wisdom impartial and sincere. So let us choose God's wisdom. But man's wisdom 
Yes, it's good. God gave us this path of wisdom. But we have to work hard for many things with this wisdom. Because it's part of the wisdom that God has given to us. So in everything that we do, may we put God first and believe what God believes, not what man believes. Because I read to you earlier on, some believe that wisdom comes from observation and experience of life. That's the belief of some people. People have different opinions on the source of uh, true wisdom. Some think that wisdom is uh, from the uh, traditions of man, while others believe that wisdom is exclusive reserve of philosopher, the age and the leaders of society. But where can we find wisdom? According to that verse 12 and 20. You can find wisdom only in God. When you fear God, then we have the godly wisdom, as those as described the source of our wisdom today. So let's just make sure that we go back home, read that Job 28, and stem more on that verse 25 to 28, the source of godly wisdom. May the Lord bless us with great wisdom in everything that we do in Jesus' name. I rest my case tonight, and uh, that is it. And also my advice, as I ask us to note in that chapter 27, that living a godless and sinful life may look appealing to many people, but it is a hopeless life yes. with many dangerous consequences. We cannot compromise our faith in Christ by allowing the glamour, that is the beauty, the the enticements of the wicked to entice us to compromise our faith in God. Look again at that uh, uh, Job 27, 7 to 10 and 13 to 23 about the lifestyle of the wicked and what the end a wicked person. And let us hold on to Job's words the beginning of that 20, chapter 27, I would never from verse 5 to 6, when, with all this accusation and everything all around him as an innocent man, he said, I would never admit you are, uh, you are in, the right, in the right till I die. That's Job 27, verse 5 to 6, when he faced, when he faced his first accusation and everything. He said, look, I know I'm an upright man. Let us be able to know who we are in God. And he stood firm and he said, I will not deny my integrity. I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. Should this be you, let us do as Job did here, standing firm to the end, so my conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. Let it be us. Be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of our lives, so that we'll be able to stand in the midst of adversity. So may the Lord help us, may the Lord guide us. May he keep us safe in his hands. And help us in everything that we do to maintain integrity and to say no to compromise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we are so glad to hear the message of God today. And I believe very much that God has spoken to your heart. Maybe you are just joining us for the first time and you have not accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior. Before I hand over to two leaders who will lead us in prayer, I want to lead you to Christ. Please close your eyes where you are. 
and say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me all my sins. I surrender my life unto you. I receive you into my heart and confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. If you're first time of reading such prayer, please contact us on our telephone number that will be on the screen or our email that is on the screen so that we can uh, update you with more information that will help you in your Christian life. Confession of Christ is just simple like that. You believe in your heart and you confess with your lips, bang, you are saved. You are welcome to the kingdom of God. We are going to still pray just a few more prayers and I will prophesy over you. You know, God has spoken to me very strongly uh, over the past few days about the, our destiny, especially this year, what God ordained, what God had done for us in this year. But from that Hebrew chapter, seven, chapter 6, from verse 7, verse 8 says, But land that produces tons and thistles is worthless and is in the danger of being cursed. So in the end, it will be bonds that is good to hell. The verse 7 tells us the, the word can make God bless us. What can provoke God's blessing? And it says, land that drinks as you are receiving the word of God, okay, often falling on it and that produce fruit useful for it. They, you know, that land will be blessed. So we're going to pray two prayers that God help my heart to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. A fruit bearing life that will be pleasing to God. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. That anything inside me that can hinder me from being fruitful, Lord, take them out. Enable me, Lord, to bear fruits. Jesus says that the brand that does not bear fruit shall be cut off. You can see the condition of the word of God. And then you tell the Lord, Father, do not permit me to bear bad fruits. Do not permit me to bear thorns and thistles. They are coming they come from the flesh. But what you have read today from what you have been spoken and taught today from Job and all these prayers you have been praying. If you if you be fruit according to flesh, it will be thorns. Tell the Lord, help me to put my flesh on. Help me to overcome my flesh. The word of God that I receive daily, the rain that falls upon me daily, wetting my soul, let my soul respond. The word of God that wets my heart, let my heart respond. Let my heart be let my fruit bearing life be pleasing to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me be fruit according to the scriptures I'm hearing. Let the word of God I'm hearing transform my life completely. In the name of Jesus Christ, fruit that will be useful to humanity. It says you produce fruit on a regular basis and draw more people to you. For whom it is found, it is found receive blessing. So you are you are you are wed by the word of God so that the world can be blessed. And so that God can rejoice. Lord, we pray that our heart will bear fruits that will transform the life of the people in the world. And that we impress our God so that we can receive the blessings of God. But Lord, thorns and thistles, God, do not let our life bear them. 
do not let our character be concentrated. Every character in us that can be concentrated, destroy them by your fire. I set us free, O God. Thank you, Sovereign Lord. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. One more prayer I want to pray before I speak over your life is this. Very, very simple. You know, in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, it says, Wisdom is supreme. Get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. And if you look at the book of Hebrew, and that's what I want to pray, chapter 1 from verse 5. Uh, James, sorry. James chapter 1 verse 5. James chapter 1 verse 5. And I want to say, if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously. To all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. Let us ask God. Lord give me wisdom of heaven. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father we ask you for the spirit of wisdom. The spirit that understands. The spirit of insight from God. The wisdom of God that Joe was speaking about. You cannot find it anywhere but in God. And so now we ask you, according to your word, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask you. Let me uh, let him ask you, says the Lord. Father, we ask you for wisdom. We ask you for insight. We ask you for wisdom. We ask you for insight. The wisdom of heaven, the wisdom of God that operates in the earth. Lord, fill us with wisdom. Fill us with your wisdom. Fill us with your wisdom. Spirit of wisdom, we ask for. We ask for. Spirit of wisdom, oh God. Father, we ask for the spirit of wisdom. Lord, we ask for the spirit of wisdom. Lord, we ask for the spirit of wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, fill us with your spirit of God. Distinct us. That is the wisdom Shadrach and Abednego had. This is the wisdom they had. Abednego and they defiled the order of the king. The wisdom that is not afraid of anything that will uphold God and that will exalt God above any talent. Feel also God. Feel also God. That your name be exalted. That we may bear your fruit to God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I say to you, arise, shine. Your light Light has come. Amen. I speak the glory of the Lord to rise upon you in this season. Amen. In the midst of darkness that covers the earth, rise up in the new glory of the Father and shine to the greatest brilliance. Amen. In the name of the Lord of hosts, Amen. your sun shall not wane in the day. Amen. I decree the name of the Lord that as you rise now, according to the word of the Lord, it said, Does a man light a lamp and put it under the bushel? Those of you that have been put under, I, be, I, I decree that your life will begin to glow. Amen. And men will break, take you from under and put you where you belong. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nations will come to your light. Amen. And the kings to your brightness of your dawn. Amen. Lift up your eyes and look around you. All will assemble to you. Amen. Your sons and your daughters are carried from afar. Amen. A new favor rests upon you at this very hour. The favor that will attract the goodness of God. The favor that will attract the mercy of God. You will look and be radiant. And your heart will throw and swear with joy. The wealth of the sea begins to come to you. And the Lord shall bring to you the riches that of the nations that are stored in sacred places. In the name of the Lord of hosts. 
Foreigners will rebuild your walls, Amen. and their king will serve you. Amen. In favor, the Lord shall establish you. Amen. And in this very month of February, we show you his compassion. Amen. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, Amen. and the fire and fear and cypress together Amen. to adorn your, your place of, of, of the sanctuary. Amen. And the Lord will glorify himself Amen. in your heart, Amen. in your body. In your oh, family, exactly. God shall glorify. Amen. He shall be the fire around you. Amen. He will break down every wall that surrounds you. Amen. And it will be the glory within you. Amen. So shall it be. The sons of your presence will come bowing down before you. Those who have opposed you will bow before you. Amen. In this very hour, every man that Satan has said to oppose you, the Lord will cause their head to bow before Amen. you. The Lord will cause you to have, He will lift up your head that you can walk shoulder high Amen. in the midst of your contemporaries. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. you will be called a city of the Lord. Amen. You will be called a Zion of the holy Amen. place of God. So shall it be unto you. Amen. I say to you in the name of the Lord that lives forever and ever, the Lord will not forsake you. Amen. And the Lord will not depart from you. Amen. He will make you the everlasting pride Amen. and the joy of all generations. The Lord will cause you to be lifted up in your city, Amen. in your nation. You will be the mouthpiece of God. Instead Amen. of bronze, the Lord will give you gold. Amen. Instead of uh, 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 iron, he will give you silver. Amen. And the Lord will give you bronze instead of wood. Amen. The Lord will fortify you and make you a fortified city. He will make peace your governor. Amen. He will make righteousness your ruler. Amen. Evil that is coming upon the face of the earth shall elude you. Amen. Because a tragedy is coming upon the face of the earth, the Lord will spare you from this tragedy. Amen. When the Lord will mark sin of mankind, Amen. you shall be like those in Goshen. The blood of the Lamb will mark you. It will mark your children. It will mark your husband and wives. Amen. It will mark your family. It will mark your friends. So that the tragedy that is coming upon the earth shall not come to you. Amen. In the name of the Lord of hosts, in the midst of the chaos that is going to arise, you will have direction in the name of the Lord. A thousand will fall on your right hand and ten thousand on your left hand. No evil shall come near you. Amen. It was COVID, they said, but God, behold, if, if, if another is coming. It, it will be three years or five years that is coming because the world will wind God again. Once this is over, they will go back into their wickedness and they will, the devil will increase his temple of wickedness and a judgment will come from heaven. In that judgment that will come, you will be spared in the name of the Lord. In the midst of this darkness, your light will shine and shine to brilliance. You will shine to zenith and man will not be able to stop you or hinder you or cover you. In the name of Jesus, what God has deposited in you shall be shown forth. You will become the solution to many. You will become a better that many will run into in those days to find the Lord Jesus. And the glory of heaven will decorate you even from this time henceforth. Father, with the Father of, of all light will suspend you and sustain you in the power of his light. And he will uphold you even to the last days that you will not stumble. Neither will you give up in the name of the Lord. You receive strength from heaven tonight to continue with God. To go from high to high, from glory to glory. It looked like so when he stormed the body of man. And the mind of the scientist was confused. And whoever shall look upon the Lord shall be healed in those days. It is like when the serpent was 
was was sent to sting, and anyone who looked at the serpent that was raised up by Moses shall live. And so it shall come to pass in these days coming, that anyone that look up to Jesus shall be delivered. Anyone that looks up to Jesus shall be saved. Everyone under my voice that is suffering from illness and sickness, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I invoke the healing power of God into your body. I invoke the healing power of God into your bones. I invoke the healing power of God into your houses. I invoke the healing power of God into your organs. Every organ of your body be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. All the scriptures that were quoted today, I send them into your bones, into your body, to bring forth healing of God and perfection of health in the name of Jesus. You will succeed in everything you lay your hands on. Goodness and mercy will be yours. So shall it be. The Lord number you from among many. And I'll stand you in the midst of your contemporaries. Amen. So shall the favor that is rested upon you tonight speak on your behalf. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Lord, we thank you for those who have their birthdays today. May, you, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord open a book of remembrance concerning you. May the Lord take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Amen. And supply all that you need to fulfill your destiny both humanly and spiritually. There shall be no lack among you. There shall be abundance in the midst of Christ's tabernacle. There shall be no lack among you. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Says, tell them, there shall be no lack among you. There shall be no lack among you. There shall be abundance in the midst of Christ's tabernacle. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you. Those of you who have your birthdays, it will show you salvation. May the Lord bless every marriage that is represented in this, on this platform tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, May the Lord mercy enshrine you like a cloud. May He also surround you with His presence all the days of your life. May you live your full lifespan in Jesus' holy and anointed name. We are praying. Amen and amen. Well, we thank God together for tonight. May the Lord strengthen us and empower us and embrace us more and more. Mm-hmm. May the Lord open our eyes to see the mystery of God. And give us understanding about what heaven has determined over our lives, our families, and our cities and nations, and this world in this time. So that we can play our due part in the area of intercession to pray against the powers and the halls of hell. And pray and invoke the mercy of God to mankind so that we can, we can encounter the mercy and bringing souls to his kingdom stretch your hand before the lord let me speak god's blessing upon you may the lord answer you when you are in distress may the name of the god of jacob protect you may he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from zion may he remember all your sacrifices and accept all your burnt offerings may he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed we will shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, Amen. the God of Isaac, Amen. the God of Jacob, Amen. the God Almighty, as revealed in Genesis 17, the God of Bethel, and may he reveal himself to us all. May he open our eyes to see the deep things and the secrets of, of heaven and of God. And may the Lord grant all your requests from the very first day of this January. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with us. Amen.